chapter nineteen of the book of love by paolo montegazza this librivox recording is in the public domain faults and crimes of love if you asked a hundred women what is the most common fault of love probably the same reply will be repeated a hundred times love is inconstant love is a liar if on the other hand you consult the gloomy volumes in which man gathers the statistics of his crimes you will find several columns bristling with figures indicating the large number of suicides and homicides for love you will find no records of inconstancy and but rarely scattered here and there some cases of adultery the jurymen then that amorphous and chaotic mass in which every idea of right and wrong dissolves and vanishes always deal very leniently with crimes for which the code would send the culprit to death or to prison for life and they often acquit the man who has turned murderer for love in none of the human institutions is such impenetrable darkness as in the field of love where an intricate mass of reticences contradictions tolerations and cruelties causes common sense to stumble at every step and what is worse offends and wounds the sentiment of justice it is a written law that adultery is a crime to be punished with the gravest penalties but in actual life adultery is the most common and most venial sin ever known it is not only tolerated but fetid and almost accepted as a social institution the incitement to prostitution is considered a very serious crime but many legislators sell their daughters to a rich husband who cannot love her never will love her and will drive her to adultery with a force of irresistible necessity and is this not prostitution man is either not worthy of the laws which he has imposed on himself or he is rambling in a labyrinth of maniacal vertigo he is either an arrogant blockhead or a shameless liar man is a little of all this but he is chiefly a hypocrite he proclaims solemnly to the four winds that he is a son of god and that he inhabits the earth by chance and temporarily born in olympus he will return there soon and forever he is a god on vacation who condescends to play and eat with the peasants but he is winged and lives only on ideals a moment later he forgets his proclamations his braggartism and shows more than ever that he is an animal of the soil he sees the painful contrast between what he has said and what he has done covers himself and goes into hiding such is the eternal formula of his eternal contradictions in love he lies more frequently and more brazenly than in any other case he has supposed for a moment that love too could be just and hence measured on the same scale as the other sentiments and above all levelled by the common yoke of the other affections and yet love may possess all virtues it may be merciful heroic kind generous but it can never be just born in injustice 
it lives on injustice and dies of injustice it has but one right strength it possesses only one weapon arrogance when deceived love arms itself with a an homicidal knife i class that crime among the most inevitable effects of instantaneous hatred and natural revenge when love is imposed as a duty on a girl and instead of love hatred is born instead of affection contempt springs up i remark that love cannot be ordered for a fixed hour like a dinner and that if infamies and bastards are born from the obscene nuptials of gold and vanity love has nothing to do with it because love was absent and he who can prove an alibi is at once acquitted by the most cruel and most stubborn of public prosecutors when i see love kill dignity friendship the holiest affections of the heart when i see it breaking with furious rage the iron bars of the cage in which a cruel code of laws has imprisoned it i acquit it instantly because love is not a wild beast that can be shut up in a menagerie but a creature as free as air that lives on bright light and burning suns on the aroma of the forest and the fragrance of the meadows you have made it hydrophobic with hunger and thirst you have made it furious with your own violence and you complain because the mad creature bites and kills this is admitted to be true by universal consent and as there is an immense inequality between what the laws require and that of which human loves are capable men shrug their shoulders and forgive forgive always forgive all even where human justice should rise in all the solemn grandeur of its majesty to protect the most sacred rights of family and society in the codes love is often a crime in the paths of life for the most rigorous individuals it is at most a weakness a dear a sympathetic weakness for me hypocrisy is a chain that ties and chokes love in modern society and i dare affirm that the only fault the only crime which this sentiment can commit is falsehood let us begin by freeing it from the leprosy which infects devours disgraces it and then we shall see what remains sound beneath in that dear nude and virginal love that mother nature has conceded us let us first save the life of this poor creature and then we shall attend to the rest we shall find out whether it has other misfortunes whether it can commit other crimes besides that of lying in my opinion love is to-day a liar from head to foot a liar when it swears and when it forswears a liar when a hundred times a day it pronounces the words eternal eternity eternally it is a liar in law and in life it is unfaithful a thief a traitor solely because it is a liar i may have a scipionian mania the fixed idea of a delando carthago but if i should have to answer the questions which are the true the great loves which are the happy loves i would reply without hesitation the sincere all the faults of love are all lies almost all the misfortunes of love are the offspring of untruth and finally adultery is nothing but the most infamous of love's lies 
what is i will ask in turn the only remedy for unhappy loves the only anchor of salvation for betrayed loves sincerity sincerity nothing but sincerity at the risk of seeing many disciples and many masters of love smile sceptically i will say at once that woman from the first day she loves lies less than we do and during the life of love she is less unfaithful than we are man in his first declaration even when quite sure that he loves swears instantly swears an eternity of infinite affection while woman more modest more timid more reserved answers that she does not love yet that she has not yet consulted her heart that perhaps she will love the less one swears the less one forswears and if a holy horror may deprive speech of some fiery accent and some amorous expansion of inebriating expressions it nevertheless stamps it with virile dignity which makes it blessed among women while it gives the sexual relations a character of tender reserve and delicate serenity man often uses the eternal oaths as weapons of seduction and parades them at every hour as a measure of the bottomless depths of his love but sometimes he swears sincerely honestly because nothing so boldly generates eternity and infinity as does armed desire it is only too true however that the hasty and imprudent vow is a fruitful father of lies and most fruitful grandparent of infidelity very few are the eternal loves as are geniuses venuses and apollos we all anxiously climb the mountain of the ideal but few can get a branch or a leaf of the sacred tree some loves of the lower orders last years others months some of them are as transient as the ephemera for which long is the life of a day now frankness can give all loves the baptism of honesty and even a frivolous man can die without amorous remorse if his loves were all honest he is loved much and fleetingly but he has never lied never betrayed anybody never perjured himself sometimes lies are told through compassion and woman more frequently than we striving in vain to keep alive a dying love is loath to inflict a cruel wound on the companion who still loves her and endeavours with a mighty effort to deceive herself and him until through habit of hypocrisy she succeeds in feigning a love that no longer exists and from lie to betrayal the road is short and slippery the lie at first was merciful then it grew into a habit and at last became transformed into a crime no lovers or husbands companions of voluptuousness or vestals of the family never tell an untruth even when it is suggested to you by pity it is hard cruel to see the blooming tree of a happy passion fell by a sudden hurricane tremendous is the rending of a heart that breaks in a day under the shock of an atrocious blight but these sorrows do not debase us and although capable of killing do not humiliate us love killed by violence remains stretched on the ground as beautiful as a thunder-struck angel and memory weaves a wreath for him and with the most precious aromas and balsams preserves him from putrefaction love killed by the lingering tales of a secret betrayal is a leper who dies in the fetidness of a hospital 
a horror to himself and to the others a corpse slowly corroded by phthisis and scrofula leaving no trace whatever of the time when he too was a young and robust organism false and cruel is the pity that causes us to simulate a love which no longer exists no sorrow is greater than that which deception inflicts upon us love self-esteem self-love love of ownership all the warmest and most powerful of human affections are pierced with a hundred stabs at the same time and the pain is so intense that it poisons all our life with wormwood and gall how beautiful instead how sublime is a love that without swearing eternity or infinity lasts eternal and infinite as long as two human hearts throb together how beautiful is a love that needs no chains and lives on faith and liberty to love means to be all of another to be loved means to have become a living part of another the lie begins when with cynical licentiousness the man or the woman is divided in two parts and the body is given to one the soul as it were to the other love is a whole that cannot be divided without being killed and unless voluptuousness is reduced to a plain question of hygiene one cannot love two human creatures at the same time with that sentiment which for its superiority over all other affections is called love without betraying both i hold in much higher estimation a woman who after a long career of facile loves can say i have never loved two men at the same time than a bigoted matron who boasts of having never betrayed her duties as a spouse because with wise and cautious lechery she knows how to sell voluptuousness without seriously compromising the property reserved for the husband lies are all infamous but in love there are some venial and some perfidious it is one thing to deceive an old libertine and another to betray a faithful husband one to lie to a frivolous coquette another to deceive a virtuous woman further on we shall outline the rights and duties of love but here we must point out the stem from which they hang like the grapes from their stalk woman belongs to man man belongs to woman love is the son of the most free selection it is born when it wants and as it wants it appears on the plains or on the summit of the mountains it is born nude and as free as the air it does not ask for passports because it passes with impunity through all the police lines men and women free and pure you should seek and love each other study true love and consecrate it with the only vow that love should make when it would close itself in the temple of the family if you truly love if you are worthy of each other if your love offends no superior duty no human force can oppose your powerful attraction and nature and men will bless your selection read and read again all that i have written on the first loves swear seldom never swear if you possess this virtue at most swear but once the first and last oath that will unite you in wedlock the compact violated in the first steps of the life of love is a murder and prepares the career of a brigand tolerated by civilization to betray a virgin is in so far as the law is concerned a question for the public prosecutor or for the mayor of your town 
to betray her without dishonouring her is an anonymous infamy that poisons two existences and two loves that leaves in you an eternal bitterness and in the woman an eternal rancour love seek study each other but never swear never lie to the maiden who at the dawn of youth demands of the first sun a ray to enlighten and warm her there is however a lie in love that excels all lies a betrayal that surpasses all others there is a perfidiousness that outclasses every assassination every homicide every rape love with the wife of another a crime which protected by the law cherished by consuetudes fettered by our infamously hypocritical customs avoids prison and scaffold only because it takes the simple and easy precaution not to be termed adultery to introduce ourselves into the sanctuary of a happy family to become a friend to him whom we wish to betray to cover him with the mantle of our benevolent protection to seduce slowly and pitilessly the wife of another with surprise with a thousand pitfalls of moral violence to open for her an abyss into which she will fall to acquire with the first conquest the impunity of a long series of crimes and open in the family a large spring of gall that will poison two or three generations to do all this without expense and without danger these in our century are termed the deeds of astute men the consolation of unhappy wives and it can be done once twice ten times without the perpetrators losing either the love of women or the esteem of men to be seized by a vertigo of the senses to embrace publicly the wife of another or to let oneself be seen by her husband is called adultery and according to the circumstances and above all the gravity of the scandal it means a journey to prison or to some other rigorous penal institution it means disgrace to one's name and to that of one's children modern society particularly recommends prudence it does not want any scandal it does not want to be disturbed in its loves so amply polygamous but so piously cautious modern civilization does not wish to behold publicly any nudity whatever it wishes to be believed moral respectful and respected it matters little and is none of its concern if an astute libertine spends his youth in filling families with bastards awaiting the day when he can abandon the betrayed wives for a convenient marriage it is a private affair with which husbands and wives should occupy themselves individually it is recommended to do things nicely to make no noise to take good care of the keyholes and listen attentively to the footsteps of those who walk in the apartments the meshes of the law are wide very wide he must be more than an idiot who falls into them and cannot extricate himself the flag of matrimony covers all contraband to try to establish one's paternity is prohibited the sons born of a legitimate couple are legitimate onward onward for heaven's sake do not bother with your whims and your embarrassing declarations of foreign merchandise the customs officers close their eyes and do not see shut their ears and do not hear why are you such an idiotic crowd as to wish to awaken them with your imprudent cries onward onward 
the meshes of the law are wide bastardize families falsify names and surnames spread mendacity and sow deception in all the paths of social and civil life disseminate lies and scatter deceptions everywhere see to it that there shall be no wall against which to lean no road that can be trod without injuring the foot with a sharp stone or a piece of poisoned glass make the name of father a senseless word that of mother a blasphemy End of chapter nineteen